Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 27th. It is six minutes after 10. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. And Rob Kendall has the day off. And in his place, we have Brian Baker joining us. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Casey Daniels, and thank you for having me on. It is a pleasure to have the opportunity to just reconnect with my family at WIBC. I enjoy Mm -hmm. it. We're glad you're here today. Let's talk about Kamala Harris. The borders are not performing very well, according to a new (laughs) L.A. Times poll. This is the Los Angeles Times, her home state (laughs) newspaper, and they are saying, more than half of people don't like her. Now, this was from a poll that was done on December 20th, just a week ago, and 39% of the registered voters had a favorable opinion of her, whereas 53% had an unfavorable opinion. That's a, a net rating of minus 14 percentage points. Well, listen, it stuns me that anyone has a positive opinion of Kamala Harris or of Joe <laughs> Biden at this point. I mean, how much how much torture, how much misery do you have to experience before you finally turn on your captors? Because that's what I feel like they are. I feel like we're all trapped in this horrible nightmare for the next two years. But no one, I, you know, you expressed surprise that the L.A. Times was saying that uh, Kamala Harris sucks. Listen, nobody knows that she sucks better than her home state. She did <laughs> terrible work there in the state of California. But, you know, in a way, uh, I don't think any of this is a surprise. I mean, I, granted, politicians rarely think past the next election, the one that's right in front of them. But it was no secret that Kamala Harris is wholly unlikable and that she did not have a large amount of support. She didn't have a good support base. We saw that when she was running for president and running against Joe Biden there in the primaries. Mm -hmm. And the Biden administration made a very strategic decision. Okay, we know she sucks. We know she's going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. We know she doesn't have the goods to become president, but (laughs) we can check off the box and make sure that no one comes after us for having a a really super old white guy as president and then a another white person running alongside him. We've got to have that uh, that cultural diversity and and uh, diversity of the sexes represented here. And so they wanted to check that box, make sure they get themselves elected. And now they're dealing with a mess here because going into 2024, what really, what are your options at right. this point? Well, Just get rid of them both. Well, yeah, you could go that route. Uh, her net favorability is slightly lower than that of Mike Pence at this point in his tenure. And I thought it was kind of interesting that this article, they actually graphed out how Kamala Harris is doing compared to other politicians. For example, Mike Pence, she's 14 points lower than what he was rating at. She's 17 points lower than Joe Biden. And this is where it really gets crazy. You would think, okay, compare her to Dick Cheney. Mm. Uh She's 45 points lower than Dick Cheney and 41 (laughs) percentage points lower than Al Gore even. And wow. yeah, and, and so they they all began their tenures with higher ratings than she currently is enjoying. And <laughs> a lot of the decisiveness coming from her 
lack of effort of what's going on at the border. I mean, it's becoming a state of emergency. 233,740 illegals entered the nation last month. Over 230,000 just last month. That's a pretty unacceptable number for a sovereign nation, don't you think? Yeah, I would say so. And granted, I I will acknowledge that I'm not as much in the news cycle uh, on a daily basis as I once was, but I haven't really heard or seen much of her at all. So it's almost as though she's kind of thrown in the towel. She sort of knows this is it. This is as high as it's going to go for her. She's never going to be president. And so she's kind of backed away and given up and figured, you know what, I'll just finish out my time here and then that'll be that. Well, fentanyl seizures at the border are lapping all other records. Think about this. A decade ago, we didn't even know about fentanyl. We didn't even know what it was. And now it's becoming a national crisis. But just remember, the border's secure. That's what they that's what they keep telling us. And, and instead of plugging the hole, this administration just keeps trying to send more buckets down just to collect more water. Boy, great way, great way of saying it, Casey. And how frightening is it? These fentanyl seizures that uh, the the fentanyl is in the shape of these little candies. They mm-hmm. look like, uh, I don't know, like sweet tarts. I mean, let me tell you, with a, a kid who's six years old, stuff like that just utterly terrifies mm-hmm. me. But here's the other side of this. And any of you out there that are having to take any kind of pain medication mm-hmm. uh, or perhaps I've been very open about the fact that I, I suffer from severe panic attacks. So I... I have lorazepam as one of my prescriptions. And let me tell you, if I am not in that doctor's office every four months right there on the nose, the DEA is crawling up my physician's rear end and giving him all kinds of static. Whoa, man, when mm-hmm. you compare that mm-hmm. to, to what's happening at the southern border, I mean, it's the the insanity in this country and how things are working and not working drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why there aren't more people who are intelligent voters who look at this and see what the root of the crisis is. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned, you know, the pills that are the fentanyl pills, they're blue or multicolored, they're rainbow colored. It looks like candy. And you're nervous about yeah. it because you have a young child. I have a college age student and I'm still worried about that. And I'm still giving her the mom talk of, uh, hey, don't take anything, you know, because you just you just don't know. And it's flooding into the country. Agents found 25 pounds or three gallons of liquid fentanyl now. It was hidden in a compartment in a gas tank and it was uh had a street value of 1.8 million dollars i mean and there is just example after example uh border officials in arizona seized 1.5 million fentanyl pills in a single week and they also there was this commercial trailer that had over 17,000 pounds of meth in it and 388 pounds of fentanyl in it and agents stopped two loads of fentanyl pills from smugglers that were trying to get into the border the 134,000 pills found in the panels of the car so here's here's uh here's my hot take you can no longer blame big pharma on the opioid epidemic this mm-hmm. is resting squarely on the shoulders of the Biden administration and the open border and just to make sure that nobody forgets about this Abbott, governor of Texas, sent three busloads of migrants from Texas and dropped them off near the vice president's residence 
on Christmas Eve. Uh, and the blue hairs are just outraged about this. <laughs> How can you send them there? So what? Texas, Arizona, Florida, they're supposed to just have everybody keep them all there? That's not fair to them. Yeah, the, there's there's so much concern uh, for the uh, the comfort and the safety of these folks. And listen, I I understand that we have plenty of folks who are coming to the border and and coming into the country. They're fleeing oppression, horrible circumstances, mm-hmm. and they are looking for a better life for their kids. But as I've said before, you know, don't tell me that we are not the world's police, and then simultaneously tell me that we have to be the world's lifeboat. And you know, if you don't have a plan, I mean, if anything, this is an indictment of the Biden administration and how poorly they have handled the, the border crisis, that these are some of the things that that are options because the, the southern states that are dealing with the, the greatest amount of the surge, they don't have any more options. They're full. All right. No vacancy. Mm-hmm. And now every state has become a border state. Mm-hmm. So folks are going to have to start waking up and paying attention. And you know when it'll change, Casey? It will change when a Democrat, someone who's just real pro-open borders, when they suffer a tragedy, mm-hmm. when one of their children is killed by a, a drunk driver who happens to be in the country illegally, when one of their kids dies from fentanyl that came across the border. Because unfortunately, that's what it takes in order to really change the trajectory of a country and its political will, to strengthen that political will. It takes an absolute tragedy that affects someone and and changes lives forever before anyone really gets off of their uh, political soapbox and stops just reading off the copy points here and wants to make meaningful change that's good for all Americans and good for the future of the country. Well, Abbott sent a letter last week to President Biden seeking federal assistance with the help, with help, uh, the sheer number of migrants that they're experiencing. Of course, those two have been feuding over the handling of this crisis at the southern border. But according to the <laughs> Biden administration, just so you know, the border is secure. We uh. have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. The border is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. The border is secure. Mm hmm. 233,000 illegals entering just last month alone. Biden was recently asked about the border and he was also asked about Ukraine. And instead of answering, his cue cards told him to walk away. So he did. Yeah, no answer. Yes, sir. That's <laughs> leadership for you right there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. there I feel confident and safe tonight. I bet. Uh, hey, Brian, just so you know, they're working on it, okay? <laughs> they're working Work on it. Work faster. <laughs> Work now. It is 16 minutes after 10. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. After 10, this is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Brian Baker is filling in for Rob Kendall, who has the day <laughs> off today. Hey, you know what? I just uh, I just uh, realized this. Uh, guess where our president is going? 
Oh, do tell. Not not to the southern border. Don't be crazy. No, uh, no. He, he's going to St. Croix for a vacation. Isn't that nice? Oh, he's going to the Isle of St. Croix. Well, how beautiful. I understand it's lovely this time of year. Good mm-hmm. for him, boy. Mm-hmm. A little R&R because he hasn't had much lately. <laughs> he's working on it. Yeah, Biden, he's got, you get your, he's got get, more important get, things to do. Get back on the ladder now. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about this article, the uh, the eight most annoying people of the year. As uh, all of the uh, shows and programs and news outlets, they do the 22 recap. And uh, these are the eight most annoying people of the year. The rules are pretty easy, Brian. You have to be in the media or be someone who is easily recognized as annoying and I thought uh, okay this list is okay there's one person that I do believe they left off the list and we'll, we'll get to that person momentarily <laughs> but, okay very good but the list of the most annoying people and number one they have Meghan Markle and Prince what's his name Prince Harry <laughs> did you watch did you watch the documentary on these two no, because I just, I do not care. I mean, I, I look at it and I, I, I see the headlines about them, but I, I really, I could care less about them. I have never had any interest whatsoever in uh, in the royal family. I don't really fully understand it. I don't get it. And so I just, uh, I avoid it because really, you know, I, you, you may have picked up on this, Casey, but I got a lot of stuff that I'm generally pissed off about on a daily basis. So to take anything else on, it's just, it's too much for my heart. You don't need them too. Harry Harry and Megan, they have all the intimacy of Instagram, huh? Um, You know, it's it's shocking to me that she was an actress and clearly we know why she was never in a blockbuster because her act of sincerity is a fail. That's the toughest (laughs) thing to play, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Also on the list of the most annoying people for the past year, the entire cast of The View. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I wholeheartedly endorse this one. Oh, my golly. So this show is so bad that we can now call a collection of, um, I don't know. Less thans as a view. It's kind of like they're a flock of geese, right? (laughs) Yeah, and here's the thing: like they they used to have at least one good conservative on Mm -hmm. that show who would speak their mind, man, and and it was beat up the conservative every single day. But my goodness, they they used to have some really qualified, great people on that show. But it is just, I I, it's unwatchable, and yet it's still on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How how do they have high paying jobs? Right. Uh, okay. Also yeah, on this exactly list. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, also on this list of uh, most annoying people, Kanye West. anti yeah, You know. It, what do you uh, think? Yeah, I, I get it. I get it, but here's the thing. Like, you know, when conservatives were embracing him, I, we all kind of knew it was not going to go well, right? But here's the thing. I, I look at him, and he's a fascinating individual to me, mm-hmm. Casey, because he's obviously said some abhorrent things here, mm-hmm. and he's doubled down. I mean, when he was on Alex Jones saying, I like Hitler, I think that's the point where everybody went, okay, the last holdouts backed away from him. But it is rather fascinating, if you see an interview with him, how his mind kind of works and he's clearly suffering from some kind of a mental illness. And to see that play out to me is, I don't know, it's just sort of fascinating and interesting to see how that manifests and yet how somebody can have that kind of a struggle 
and still rise to the level of success that he mm-hmm. managed to achieve yeah, well, before he, he destroyed it. Yeah, well, he keeps violating the law of holes, which is if you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. And that's where <laughs> he didn't stop. Uh, because you can yeah. be you can be eccentric, but then when you start being offensive, that's where you cross the line. Also on the list of the most annoying people of the past year is uh, Chris Cuomo. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, they also have Brian Stetler on the list. <laughs> see, look at that. Look at the media turning against CNN. Isn't mm-hmm. this fascinating to see this happening now? They're all getting on board with this new rebranding effort. Yeah, the old CNN sucked. We're sorry. Now we're going here with just straight news. We're back to Walter Cronkite uh, type uh, news delivery at CNN. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Stetler, now he's uh, showing up on all of these panels as the uh-huh. expert, as the talking head. And I'm just curious how long we'll see the transition of him just flat out being a conservative, straight ahead, <laughs> all on board, because the guy eventually will want to work again. Uh, also on the list is the Harry Potter people, the whole yeah. group, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, they prove to the world how woke they are, and it's a lot of people aren't 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 enjoying them anymore because of it. Yeah, I always find uh, those kinds of things in Hollywood absolutely disgusting. Not only when we go back and we take a look at films that were made, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and we just get highly critical of that. Same thing happens in music. But yeah, when these big time stars come out, they made their name on a particular franchise, and then they turn against the creator of that franchise, but they keep all their money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Finally, the last one on the list is Pete Davidson. This is the most annoying people of the past year, and Pete Davidson is on this list so he's of course he was on Saturday Night Live but he's very famous for all of the beautiful women that he's dated Ariana Grande Kate Beckinsale Kim Kardashian um, yeah, explain this to me Casey I don't get it what's the appeal I mean he just looks like a guy who's probably got dried boogers under his nails and <laughs> smells terrible so what is it that women find so appealing about this guy uh, I think I've it's seen a the bad guy. he's not even funny yeah you don't think it, so what, the bad boy yeah I think it's the bad boy persona that people find charming, maybe? Listen, you can still be a bad boy and be well-groomed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he looks like he needs a bar of soap, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he, no, he looks like, I mean, he's. He, you don't want to get too close to him because you might catch something. It's just, <laughs> I, I, I don't get him at all. Not one bit. Well, he turns 30 next year, so maybe we'll see less of him as he does a little bit of maturing. It is 27, yes. 27 minutes after 10. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. I just met you. That is the phone number here, 317-684-8444. We did get a few phone calls, Brian. I thought uh, we could uh, go through those at 1031. It is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Brian Baker is joining us as Rob Kendall has the day off. Uh, Last week, we had a lot of phone calls uh, congratulating Rob on becoming a father. He's uh, Him and his wife, they're going to have a baby. The baby is due in July, so we appreciate all those phone calls. But, uh, Brian, we we got a phone call about uh, someone talking about the roads and the infrastructure that they're doing here in Indiana. Let's take a listen. Hey, you know these new uh, ramps and stuff they're building with the California curves? It's going to be interesting to see 
when those have a solid sheet of ice on them, these trucks are going to be busting through those rails like the Kool-Aid man. People are so stupid, man. <laughs> Why would you build those big loops and, and stuff elevated off the ground like that? When you know what kind of weather we have here in Indiana. <laughs> okay, so his point is that this is poor design. Yes. Well, I've always been fascinated with um, and truckers in general and how they manage to navigate areas of uh, of the state like Carmel mm-hmm. with all those roundabouts. Roundabouts, I mean, yeah. Is- yeah, I mean that's that's uh, you know that can be challenging in and of itself. Just if you're in a, a compact vehicle, let alone a semi, mm-hmm. how they manage to pull that off? I mean, it, it's a credit to their talent and their ability behind the wheel. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of uh, truckers out there that have more than a few things to say about the infrastructure and how Indiana's roads were built. I don't know if you heard this story. This is what happened here in town over the weekend. A woman was a, uh, was arrested on. Christmas night after she was driving on the canal in downtown Indianapolis. Her on the frozen on the water on the frozen water. Uh, now it turns out that the woman was driving intoxicated, and she said that her GPS <laughs> took her onto the canal. Listen, I could buy that. I could buy that. I mean, how many times has your uh, uh, your Waze app misled you? It mm-hmm. happens. I get it. Yeah, and you're driving. You're like, Is this the road? Is this where it wants me to turn? I could see where that would happen. Uh, unfortunately, she was intoxicated while she was doing it. You should not yes. ever, ever drive that way. But um, she did find one of the smoothest roads in all of Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, not much traffic to encounter right. there. It's Have just you ever seen anybody frozen on, the, on like the yeah, have you ever seen anyone on the railroad tracks before? What do you mean, they, like playing like on the railroad? Like on the railroad? Oh no, on no, the no, 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 no! In northern Indiana, we used to go. Uh, you know, our, our little hillbilly fun was we'd go out uh, to the uh, to the train bridge and and wait for the trains to pass underneath. You know, I get the rush of hot air. It's very exciting. We were out there one night and saw somebody driving down the tracks. And <laughs> there was an engineer, I guess, must have been sitting on the on the side rails, and he flipped on his headlamp. <laughs> You can just imagine. Yeah. I'm sure they had to change their shorts when that right. happened, and uh, they got off the rails pretty Prob- quickly. Probably scared them after that one. All right, we've got another <laughs> phone call. Somebody has a comment about Nancy Pelosi. I'm calling in response to the Nancy Pelosi Palooza last night. I think it's a kind of a bunch of garbage. But I can't wait till Congress decides we need to give her a special medal of honor for pulling this off. You wait and see. They'll do something for that old bag later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you guys got to isolate that clip. That has to be a regular sound drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I th- they are doing something for her. They're honoring her with a federal building at $68 million. <sighs> that was in the uh, omnibus bill, the $1.7 trillion that we're spending. She's getting a building named after her. They're so shameless, aren't they? I mean, it it does go to show that they have no interest in public service, really. It's just ego and narcissism mm-hmm. at its max. Mm-hmm. And her salary, I, I saw something that she's increased her wealth by millions of dollars just from the, yeah. all of the insider trading that's been going on the past couple of years. It's just, it's sickening. All right, 317-684-8444, that's the phone number. One more phone call. Okay, I'm, I'm confused here. Where in the hell 
does Biden, Congress, and the Senate get off sending our money, taxpayer money with no taxpayer input, to Ukraine? Look, I'm not a fan of Putin, but the reason why all this is going on because we had a deal that we don't allow Ukraine into NATO. We don't we not make a part of the EU because when they're part of NATO, that means that NATO could put offensive weapons on the border with Russia. That's all they had to do was stop doing that. Ukraine is known to be corrupt. Every single politician in, in Ukraine are corrupt. This money's going there. It's getting washed, and it's getting sent back to Democrats and probably Republican donors. <laughs> so I don't understand where in the hell they get off sending taxpayer money with no taxpayer input to a country that's so corrupt. And it's a conflict of interest because Biden's son, Crack, crack Hunter, was on that energy company in Ukraine, and Biden was the vice president. Now they're sending more money? Where the hell do they get off doing this? You know what? Taxation theft, and this just proves it. If you're still paying taxes, that's on you. Hmm. Well said, sir. But, you know, here's the thing, though, Casey, is that every time there's some kind of an initiative, whether it's sending money to foreign countries and laundering money through foreign countries, I should say, or whether it's, uh, you know, expanding government, there's always these folks that think, well, you know, uh, uh, we're the wealthiest country in the world and the rich people should pay for this. And I don't think folks really have a full understanding of the fact that even if you don't pay any federal taxes, you still are going to pay the price for how wasteful your government is because Mm -hmm. it shows up in a reduction of benefits that you're going to need later in life, Mm -hmm. a reduction of government services that are necessities that we have to have. And so people don't really, you know, they don't manage to kind of connect all the dots and they just sort of ignore these things and they should be outraged about it, regardless of whether you voted for the guy in office or not. Yeah, well, I know a lot of people, it did not sit well when Zelensky came and spoke to Congress and he was wearing the camo out Outfit and flag and, and and you know waving the Ukrainian flag at our capital and um, he just and and then asking for more money and at the same time saying it's not enough it's not enough yeah. money so when when is it enough what is the return on investment for us Americans and hey I I feel for the guy he's trying to do all that he all that he can for Ukraine but to that caller's point they don't exactly have a history of being a, a you know a bastion of, of liberty and democracy and no and with all the money we've sent you think yeah. maybe the guy could buy himself a suit before he comes <laughs> before them you think maybe that could happen well you know and I heard a lot of this word Churchillian and when Churchill came and spoke uh, he was wearing like coveralls which was the uniform du jour back during uh, World War II. So I get he's trying to. Is it, it all seemed very staged, didn't it? That you know it he, did seem staged, but you know what? Even down to what a, he's wearing. Yes, absolutely. It's a show. But this thing, I mean, I know this seems so small to people, but it's a big thing to me because from my perspective, it's about showing respect for the audience that you are going before. Mm. And so for him to show up dressed like that, I thought was just gross. And I found it offensive, especially since we're basically uh, bankrolling this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the percentage is heavily weighted to the United States. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number so we would like for you to call and sum up 22 in a sentence now i've summed up my 22 
in a Twitter post at Casey Daniels 317. And I, it's a scene from Black Sheep <laughs> where Chris Farley falls down the mountain and then looks up and says, what was that all about? That's kind of the way I feel about this past year. What was that? But if you'd like to sum up your past year in a sentence, we invite you to call in 317-684-8444. And you, uh, you had a comment about that Black Sheep scene. With Chris Wait, Farley, it was, it was hilarious because uh, the stunt man who did that that particular gag, his name is Eddie Matthews, and I just I had had lunch with him last week, and I just saw him yesterday. Mm-hmm. We I was just walking down the street, and he spotted me and pulled over, and we talked. I introduced him to my parents, but it, it was hilarious because. The man is a legend in the stunt community, Mm -hmm. and he is one of the nicest and most generous individuals with his time. And um, and so the fact that you posted that cracked me up because I was watching that exact same clip last night trying to show my parents, (laughs) oh, look, he did this stunt. He did Mm -hmm. this gag. He did this gag. So I just thought, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. So, yeah, there you go. Did you have to tell you? Go ahead. Did you have one of those paranoid moments where you felt like, is my phone listening to me? Oh, I have those all the time yeah. now. Because I, I was talking about uh, trading messages with you about Leslie Jordan mm-hmm. last night. Yep. And then I started getting all these notifications about comments that I've made about Leslie on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I absolutely believe that it's uh, listening <laughs> in. And I think uh, probably TikTok ain't the only app out there that's, uh, you know, maybe paying attention to what we're doing mm-hmm. outside of the app. <laughs> Not a coincidence. It is no. the Kendall and Casey show on. 93 WIBC. And uh, earlier we were talking about this list of the top eight most annoying people of the past year. And uh, Pete Davidson was on the list and Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and the entire cast from The View. And also Brian Stetler was on the list. And I forgot to mention that I didn't completely agree with the list. I think that they had an egregious error and they left somebody off of the list. And of the most annoying, where was Kamala Harris and her Venn diagrams? You know, I like Venn diagrams. Okay, so if you look, I do. Remember Venn diagrams, those three circles, right? And then let's just see where they overlap. I love Venn diagrams. Okay. (laughs) I love Venn diagrams. (laughs) I just love Venn diagrams. You know, the three circles, right? Sometimes there are more. I love Venn diagrams. <laughs> you know, the three circles. I really do. I love Venn diagrams. You know, the, the three circles. Sometimes there are more. He sees the Venn diagram of okay. it all. He I sees that anymore. there are Stop the it. circles. Stop it. And maybe- the power of Christ compels you. Oh, God. That woman. I can't, I can't stand it. I can't stand her. The sound of her voice makes me want to punch holes in my drywall. I am so sick of this administration, so sick of that woman. Please, for the love of God, vote for a Republican just to get her annoying voice out of government. And on that note, I think we're going to take a break. I believe Nigel's going to join us next. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and that was Brian Baker. Good morning, it is 
1047. This is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Brian Baker is joining us. Rob has the day off. And you know what? <laughs> I just walked down the hall and said, hey, Nigel, you're going to join us on the show. And he was like, I'm really backed up. I'm going to have to. I can't. Cause, you, you know, weenie, Nigel. You weenie. Because <laughs> Hammer's on vacation, too. So that means that it's all on Nigel to put uh, yes. the Hammer and Nigel show together. <laughs> and I think... <laughs> You know, he looked at Tuesday like it was Monday, and he did not want to to, to come in and put in all the effort, I don't think. I think he'd prefer uh, to be on vacation another day. Uh, well, listen, I'm, I'm sure he would uh, prefer to be on vacation, but I, I have to say, um, Nigel, I, I you know, I, always, I have a great time. I think I told you in text, I have a great time when I'm on with you. I have a great time when I'm mm-hmm. on with Nigel. And Nigel said some of the most just heartfelt, kind things to me on uh, the last show that we did together uh, last week, which, you know, I mean... He, he, it, he does like he takes I, I know that he takes everything so seriously when it's all on him mm-hmm. and he does this amazing job but I know that level of stress and I can just imagine him when he gets done at the end of the day just yeah. finally it's like desperate for a beer so he can unwind yeah. and uh, yeah it's going to be a long week for him and uh, he and I doing the show on Thursday by the way so. oh are you? Yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Hey, let's talk about what's going on in uh, Washington State. The most populous county in Washington State has been Mm -hmm. awarded the Ebenezer Award. And this is from Beckett (laughs) Fund for Religious Liberty. And they won the Ebenezer. I don't know if you can air quote one. They received Uh the Ebenezer Award because of their strict guidelines for for holiday decorations, which has banned holiday decorations even for... Or online office spaces. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, the banning of online office spaces I thought was rather fascinating. But there's a part of me, Casey, that thinks maybe uh, the people behind the scenes that are instituting these policies Mm -hmm. realize that this is ridiculous and over the top and stupid. But I think they all are playing this game where what is the uh, scenario where we're least likely to get sued? Because no one knows what the rules are anymore. Right. Okay. So this is happening in King County, which includes Seattle. And a memo went out and it stipulated that county employees weren't allowed to display religious items, which included nativity scenes, menorahs, Star of David, or even the crucifix in their common work areas, but also in their virtual workspaces at home. Because the thinking is, if you're on a Zoom call from your house and someone sees something in the background or over your shoulder, it may, quote, cause disruption to co-workers or members of the public that don't share that particular religion. So now we're what? We're going to legislate what you can have in your home? Man, this is a tough one, Casey. Really, this is a tough one for me because I I get what the knee-jerk response to this is, and I agree with this. Yeah, listen, I mean, who the heck are you to tell me that I can't have a crucifix in my home or a picture of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, I also get that, okay, you know, you have coworkers. That's one thing. I mean, we all have to, uh, isn't that what all the, the training and uh, the understanding and wokeness is all about mm-hmm. is accepting people for their diversity. But if you're interfacing with clients, this is where I think it gets a little bit more tricky because in an online world now, in a virtual world where you're taking meetings with clients and you're trying to close deals and you're sitting in a home office, yeah, there's 
potential for someone to maybe be offended if you have something related to your political affiliations and they're on the other side. And ultimately, the purpose of a business is to make money and generate profits, sure. right? And 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 be able to create more jobs. So from that perspective, I actually get it a little bit. It's listen, let's maximize our opportunity to close deals and make profits. But when it comes to internal, yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, <laughs> for once. I would like to see the Christian right start to sue a little bit here instead of the woke left. Mm -hmm. Well, where does it end? I mean, you're talking about in your house regulating what you can display in your home because it may be on camera during a Zoom call. So what's next? You're going to tell me, oh, I don't like black sweaters. Don't wear that black sweater anymore. Oh, I don't like brunettes. You have to be a redhead from now on. I'm I'm offended by your hair color. I mean, what? <laughs> well, okay, but I'm offended your... by your rainbow color. I mean, what your rainbow hair? What's where does it end? Well, see, but but uh, there again, it's it's this issue that no one knows what the rules are and where to draw the line because we never foresaw that we would be living in this kind of an environment with this sort of technology. So again, I mean, yeah, if you've got somebody that's got uh, purple hair or rainbow-colored hair and uh, you know a bunch of piercings, and they're sitting across from me, and I'm a client that is potentially going to be spending thousands of dollars with you, mm-hmm. I might be a little bit uh, hesitant to do so if you look like you're getting ready to go trick or treating, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, that you'd want a professional um, appearance, right? But this is someone's home that they're now regulating what they can have in their home. I I don't know. I I think I I disagree with you on this, Brian. I think it's a time of year that people should come together uh, in the spirit of Christmas to support one another, spread joy and hope. There's nothing offensive about Christmas. And if you are offended by that, then... It, it's the difference of, you know, you mentioned the, the piercings and the tattoos and everything. Yeah. That's your choice. Then don't do business with that person. Right. Um, this to me just sounds like a bunch of bureaucrats that just want to scrub religion out of the holiday season. I absolutely agree with that. But but let me just point out this. At the very least, uh, they didn't uh, institute any kind of a rule that we have to wear pants when we're on Skype calls. And so I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> I only have to dress from the waist up. <laughs> it is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. And that is Brian Baker. And let's talk about the wokest of the woke, the uh, 22 edition, right? So can Twitter go from first to worst? Because... They made this list of worst, worst woke for 22. Of course, this all is before Elon Musk bought the company. Twitter, the National Basketball Association, and other companies were on this list. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a champion of tolerance, I guess, is what you can say. (laughs) Disney... Uh, The ACLU, BlackRock, and Twitter all made this list for the second year in a row. And yeah, Disney is the one that's most offensive to me, I think. Yeah, they returned to the list even after their fight with Ron DeSantis over the parental rights and education bill. Yeah, and I don't know about you, Casey. I mean, did you ever have the opportunity to take your daughter down to Disney World? I did. I took her when she was eight. Okay, yes. I checked that box. 
my daughter's about at that age. Uh, we, we did have to put it off for a year, but my daughter is about that age now where I'd like to take her down there. But it has become now this environment that is so difficult to navigate, not only because of just the astronomical prices, but because of, of, of all the politics that have managed to infiltrate this magical world. Mm-hmm. And I'm angry about it, you know, because it wasn't that way when I was a kid. And I understand things have to change, but they don't have to change in this kind of a, a manner that is really divisive. How do you like that woke left? Divisive. Mm-hmm. You're the ones. Mm-hmm. Have you have you been recently? Uh, does uh, when I was four years old count as recent? Okay, so you haven't you haven't <laughs> taken your daughter, and you pro- are, do you plan to? <clears throat> Well, I, I'm waiting to see what happens with this new CEO, because right now I can't afford it because the tickets are astronomical. Even when I had uh, gainful employment, I couldn't afford it. So now, you know, I'm looking at uh, what's going to happen here. What are they going to do? But my wife, she worked at Disney. She played Mickey Mouse, man. Like, that's a big deal, getting mm-hmm. to play Mickey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so she has good feelings about Disney, but she's not happy about the changes either. I've got friends that live around Orlando just so they can go to Disney who have stopped going because they're so mad at the organization. So I hope they turn it around and make it again about the kids. All right. Yeah. And well, and their profits have been suffering this past year as well because of all of that. Good. Also on this list, besides the uh, NBA and Twitter and Disney, you've got Apple. They made their list, even though they tout their diversity, equity and inclusion. But because of their business dealings with Chinese suppliers in China and the forced labor over there, the wokest of the woke 22 edition does include Apple. It is. Go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say good on them for, you know, finally getting called out on that. It's disgusting. Uh, Okay, so this was a story that uh, we saw last week that we never really got a chance to get to. North Korea bans fun for a week. (laughs) Is there any fun to begin with? So this was a seven-day period of forced mourning. Forced. Ah. And it was to mark the 11th anniversary of the death of their former leader. No singing, no drinking, no celebrating allowed. This was according to the reports. The citizens were to maintain an attitude of solemn reflection on the life of their late dear leader. Uh, (laughs) Kim Jong-un, who died in 2011 so yes he's been gone for a few years now and you must never drink alcohol or engage in entertainment people were supposed to tone down and avoid key life events like coming of age ceremonies weddings and funerals how do you like that you have a loved one who passed away that because it is the period of forced mourning you're not allowed to have a funeral for your loved one yeah, keep the body on ice. Uh, well, listen, you, you talk about fun. Yeah, I wouldn't exactly say North Korea is the spring break uh, destination for many. So when talk I, about oppression. Yeah, when I hear stories like that, it just makes me so grateful to be an American. Yeah. Still. Even, even, even so. Yeah. Even so. Yeah. It is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.